Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hello and welcome to... Episode two of uh, My Favourite Takeaway, the show for people who love food but can't always be bothered to cook it. Uh, I'm Tom Crane and with me is... Simran Shah, that's me. Hello, Tom. Hi. Um, how, how are you, Sim? Are you well? I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. Tom, how has your week been? I, I've, I've had a good week. Uh, I went back to see uh, my mum, which was nice. Um, one of the effects of recording this show uh, has been that I have put on quite a lot of weight, basically. If you, it turns out if you do a job where the main thing, your main focus is eating takeaway food, it, it doesn't <laughs> especially if you're not sort of moving your body at any pace at any other time um but i i over the last few weeks i thought okay i'm gonna sort this out i'm gonna i'm gonna lose a bit of weight i turned up i see my mum haven't seen her for four months she looks at me says oh you look good you've lost all your double chins all all your double chins which felt a bit brutal i don't think you need a collective (laughs) and and how's your week been seeing what what have you been up to tom i'm not gonna i've been looking at myself a lot. Not in the mirror, like you might have been, <laughs> but more at the picture of me on the graphic that is the logo for this podcast. Because yes. basically, it's two different images of me put together. Because You need to explain. I, you explain this. Okay, so I sent our graphic designer two images. <laughs> uh, and one where my legs look pretty good, right? And then one where, one my, where you were f- entirely naked and the other <laughs> one where you were wearing clothes. <laughs> And one where my face looks good, right? So I've sent these two images. One where my bottom half looks good, and the other where my top half looks good. But obviously, I've not sent one where I, I look good as this is a whole. So, so yeah. what he did, uh, because I wasn't <laughs> happy with my face in one and my legs in the other, is our amazing graphics guy decided just to to put, combine them together. He then also said, well, do you guys want to be sort of, you know, of, of equal height? So he has slightly, so I've been slightly stretched in the image. Because what, what listeners won't know is that Simran is actually two foot two. And, um, well, I wasn't really I'm certainly not as tall as you are. And, and I also do look a touch paler in the image. And then a friend of mine looked at it and said, oh, God, you look, you look really good looking. Like that's some sort of surprise. I'm now taller and paler. <laughs> I'm now, I'm now so, looking. So I suppose what I'm saying is if you meet me in real life, I might look a bit different. And essentially, Crane, I think I'm basically, I'm basically being, being catfishing the audience. It's like basically that, that game you do at Christmas where you, you draw a head, you fold it, you add in a body, you fold it, and then you've got like lizard legs, that sort of thing. It's basically what it is. It's that sort of that, that Christmas game. It's a lie. But you look great in that lie, so don't worry about it. It's, it's a good no, thing. it's fine. It's um, fine. I'm happy with it. 
tell you one thing you should be happy about, Sim, is um, the lovely, lovely uh, messages we've been receiving about episode one. Uh, it means so much to us that you've been uh, listening and that you've enjoyed it. Very, very touched by the kind, kind things you've written to us. And we've also had some um, great sort of feedback, haven't we? Some correspondence. Yeah, I think we we'll, we'll tuck into. Stuff. Each week we want to tuck into uh, the stuff that you send us, your your stories and stuff. Uh, Josh Whittacombe not going for rice with a curry was, was quite a hot topic. I was surprised at how many people um, also didn't have rice with their curry. So it wasn't as controversial. It's still a controversial move, sure, but it's also quite a popular one. We had lots of people sending us messages that they agree with Josh and they want to feel a bit, a bit sexy on a night out so they don't eat the curry with the rice. <laughs> well, I'll take you some of the examples. Um, Peter? Uh, from London, quite vague, has said, uh, my view is that rice should only come if it's integral to the dish, like with a biryani. I think it's quite hard to tell if it's integral, though, isn't it? I mean, I think, for me, the rice acts as a conduit. It's a good base for things. So rice is, is integral to a lot of things, whether it's kind of part of the dish or not. So I'm not sure about that. But I, I appreciate the point of view. Ria has said that I'm, I'm all about no rice with an Indian takeaway. I also tend to get onion bhaji and a peshwari naan for the curry my boyfriend chooses. And I take half of the sauce for dipping and he eats all the meat and the rest of the sauce, which is, I think, the most, one of the most complicated arrangements I've ever read <laughs> for takeaways. <laughs> so... I only eat with my right hand. Uh, it has to be sundown. My boyfriend only orders curries that start with a K, and then we just we just settle down and have a nice time. Um, we've also had a, a comment here, uh, which I think is worth reading out. Um, this is a bit more stark. It says, uh, I'm craving an Indian now after listening to that. This is from Sweet Meat Jane. He says, I'll be getting rice and naan, though, because I'm not a maniac. A maniac. <laughs> That's what I, a slam for Whittacombe. There we are. <laughs> We've also had some correspondence in terms of stories and stuff and um, your sort of weird things that you do and sort of takeaway disasters. Um, Sim, do you want to kick us off with some of the stuff that we've been sent in? Yeah, we've had a few of these come in. So we had one from Maz, also somewhere in London, and he starts his with a very bold statement. I love pizza, but I hate a pizza takeaway. Okay, wrong podcast, listen to, but fine. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Just to let you know, this show is not for me. <laughs> I love Maz. <laughs> Uh, he says, I will not be listening again. Love, Maz. <laughs> so he says, it, so it arrives cold and you always have to put it in the oven for a True. few minutes, further delaying the meal. Then the crusts mm -hmm. become incredibly difficult to eat because it's so stale. What I do now <laughs> is he drives to pick up the pizza and then on his way home, he eats the pizza whilst driving. He says, sure, it's tricky, but it's worth it. I've ruined a pair of new shorts, two T-shirts, and so far, my partner thinks I'm an idiot, but she's the idiot because she dips a crust in mayonnaise. Garlic herb dip oh. all the way. Always need more than one tub of garlic and herb dip, and they shouldn't charge me for it. It should be for free. That's Maz's view. But I, I, I'm not sure about that. For me, like, the pleasure is stopping and enjoying the pizza, not sort of combining it with a situation where you're having to sort of, you know, keep yourself safe and focused and alive, essentially. I like there to be slightly less jeopardy when I eat my pizza, you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> Like, it's not a thing that I'm looking for. It's, also, it's going to be too hot on your lap as well. This doesn't feel safe. Where are you putting the pizza on your lap? And then are you, are you've got your hands on the wheel. Then with it, with the slides of the pizza I've dangling. Out what, it is, and what you do is, is you you're you're lying the pizza across the steering wheel because of course it's the perfect circle. And then you're uh, you're eating the slices <laughs> as you go along. <laughs> 
and by the time you put in your driveway, you can see your steering wheel again. Uh, and, and the dip goes on the horn. It's perfect. Actually, I'm back with it, Maz. It's a great idea. In, in general, though, we, we, we do want your stories of sort of like, you know, weird things you're into and takeaway disasters. Takeaway disasters is a good, good area. And um, I'll, I'll tell you one little story. Here's an example of something that happened to me. I live about a mile from a place called uh, World's Best Kebab in uh, Stoke Newington. And on a Thursday evening, a few months ago, I decided at six o'clock I was going to get a kebab. So because um, I'm so lazy, I decided to get a taxi to this kebab shop and the taxi turned up and I was too embarrassed to admit to the taxi driver I was off to get a kebab at six o'clock on a Thursday. So I claimed to him I was off to meet friends in a nice restaurant <laughs> for a pathetic. meal. so <laughs> sad. Lame. It gets worse. <laughs> so he drops lame. me off. He drops me off. Um, I walk down the road, checking he's gone away. I go into World's Best Kebab. I get my kebab. They put it in a bag that says World's Best Kebab on it. I leave. I, I order another cab and the <laughs> same guy picks me up. <laughs> So what what did you do when the same guy picked you up? What did you do? What did, I mean, that level of shame and embarrassment. What are you, I, I, what are you I, saying I, to him? Well, I chose to put my headphones on and just, I couldn't deal with it. I couldn't deal with it. So I put my headphones on and I just sort of stared out of the window and I thought, look, it's only a mile away. I'll be back in my front room in four minutes. So I can ride this out. Painful, painful, painful. But the point is, have you suffered humiliation like that? Have you had any takeaway disasters? Have the wrong things turned up? Have awful things happened? Uh, are there any weird things you order? And we just basically want to hear the bizarre stuff that you takeaway lovers enjoy or experienced in life. And if you want to get in contact with the show, here's how. You can follow us on Insta on My Favourite Takeaway Podcast, on Twitter on Fav Takeaway Pod, or email us hello at myfavoritetakeawaypodcast.com. Right, it's time for our guests, uh, Andy and Makita Oliver, and we joined them in their home in East London, where we ate some very lovely Wadadli food sat round their table. We had so much fun making this. Here it is. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well... HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. We uh, we should probably set the scene. Uh, we are sat in Andy's beautiful flat in front of enough food for about seven thousand people. Seven thousand people. It looks amazing. Not my family. And um, Makita is sat in the most sort of like luxuriating low seat. You're it's so <laughs> chilled. It's great. It's, it's more like a, it's more like a throne. I'd say. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a, a chill place. Throne. Throne. 
<laughs> and um, and the incredible food we have in front of us is yes. from your new takeaway venture. Yes. Uh, so to tell us oh, about right, so, it and tell so, us what's in front of us. So this is from Wadadley Kitchen. This is Wadadley uh, Deliveries. Yes. Uh, Wadadley is the uh, indigenous uh, Taino Indian name for Antigua. And that's where our yeah. family come from. So our heritage is Antigua. So is this heritage. Antiguan food then? This is kind of pan-Caribbean food. This is my iteration okay. of food that I have grown up eating. So it's not cheap. Like, this is curry goat loaded fries. You don't normally get curry goats on fries. Also, this is chocolate curry goats. Oh. Uh, and so normally we get curry goat with rice and peas or with plain rice, but I do it. We've been loading it with fries. I do do it with rice as well. It's like all of the ingredients that I grew up eating and all the flavours that I grew up around, but we're doing other things with them as well as doing traditional things. So take, us, take us through the other place then. So what, right, what so else have we got, got in front of us? chocolate curry goat loaded fries. This is an Escovitch pickle. And an Escovitch pickle is like an Escabeche, which is a Portuguese pickle. Yes. One of the interesting things about Caribbean food is that people think that it's a very narrow kind of there's jerk chicken, there's rice foods. But actually, what's interesting about the Caribbean is everybody's been through the Caribbean. Curry didn't really get there until slavery ended and then in, um, indentured Indian workers came and brought oh, really? curry cooking and curry technique to the Caribbean. Before that, it was more African and South American okay. kind of stuff. The word barbecue is a Caribbean word. It comes from the Taino Indian people who are indigenous to Antigua, wow. Barbacoa, and then they took that back to Latin America and then that went to America. So, so is that where it kind of started then with the idea, the idea of barbecuing? The word barbecue, yeah, barbecue, yes, yeah, yeah. And in, in the ground with smoke and, and fire and call it barbecue. Yeah, Caribbean we only just found that out last year, We only we? just found that out and I love it. Okay. We've got fried plantain. Amazing. Uh, we've got, these are what we do. In, this is um, double fried aubergine, sticky orange and ginger aubergine. Ooh. And then we've got orange and ginger wings. We've got some tamarind barbecued uh, chicken thighs. This is a, um, a chocolate curry umami uh, mushroom. I thought it's it was. I thought that's what it was. Version. Yeah, I could tell. You, you looked at that and thought that <laughs> was like a mushroom. Not, not that again, I thought. <laughs> Sweet potato roti, cocoa bread, oh. green slaw, mm. and then we've got mac and cheese, and then we've got homemade hot sauce, and this is scotch bonnet salt. I mean, Fantastic. that's an amazing platter. And one of the things you, you, you kind of you pick up on when you look at this is how... It's amazing mixture of sweetness and yeah. spice and yes. heat. And yeah, that which feels, I love. Which I just love feels that. like it's such a great, you know, it's just a great flavour. I just think it should be invigorating. Food yeah, should, yeah, 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 completely. should kind of wake you up and, you know, there Entirely. should be a party in your mouth. Well, should we uh, try yeah, some of this? Yeah, let's eat some food, because it's all going cold. Yeah, these aubergines have gone cold. It seems to be a bit of sort of, that's quite an Asian aspect, the aubergine like that. Asian ginger. Yeah. Ginger, oranges, we really grow. There's a lot of oranges, a lot of citrus in the Caribbean. Yeah. And I had a thing with jerk where I, I love jerk, but a lot of the time it can get a bit muddy. Yeah. And uh, I just felt like it needed brightening up, so I added orange, yes. loads of citrus, it. oranges and lemon and ginger and all sorts of stuff to the jerk, to the basic jerk seasoning. We just came up with these orange and ginger sticky wings, basically. Um, that's an aubergine version of wow. the, the wings that and, we've got there. And yeah. do you think, like, there's Indian food, as I would know? Yeah. It's caught on really, Here, really... have some it, planting, it's, babe. OK, it's, fantastic. It, it's a big part of the English cuisine, but yeah. Caribbean food, pangolin food, never quite done it in the same way. No, no, it's very interesting to me, and that's one of the reasons yeah. why I wanted to start with Dadley, yeah, because yeah. I feel like often you get Caribbean food and it's really disappointing. You go out and you think, oh, I'm going to get this great, it's going to be great, and then you get it and it's like the really rubbish bit yes. of jerk chicken, it's dry, the rice isn't cooked properly, the sides aren't quite right, and it's just a bit disappointing. Completely. So I was like, this is how we cook at home. 
This yeah. is this is so this is like real Caribbean home so cooking. So why why do you think that is that sometimes it can be a bit? Is um, it... I just think that it's one of those things that hasn't translate. They just haven't translated into restaurants because Indian and Indian cuisine they changed up Indian food to, yeah, to make did. it suit an English uh, palate. We just never did that with Caribbean food. Sort of food. Yeah, and Caribbean it? people are funny. If you must, people don't really like you to mess around with the food. I had to have an, I had to talk to somebody for about two hours at one of our pop ups about yeah. why the curry goat was on fries. Oh yeah, I remember. And oh, really? Was yeah. Yes, was because that a fun conversation. Or it was not. So so actually, they had a problem with the idea of it. Didn't well, they? Yes, completely. She was going, but we have to. Onto the uh, hold on to the old ways, and I agree with her, but I also think that you have to let me sing my song. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's so, true, so much about food is about expression, yes, and, 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 like... and yeah, you have to be able to do it how you want to do it. But interestingly, I think for migrant peoples, the food that we eat oh, and the, the old school recipes are such a deep part of our identity that people feel that I mean, try making try mucking around with the pasta and see what happens. Yeah, Italians yeah, yeah, don't yeah, like yeah. it. Yes. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like I think people that have been poor and have moved around, we hold on to our food because it tells us who we are. Yeah. It's our, our history, and the recipes have been handed down through generation and generation. Yeah. So people start to feel displaced. Yes. And like they're going to lose yeah. something if you start doing things differently. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. But. I think you can do both. That said, why have you put curry goat on chips? Just to uh... <laughs> because <laughs> chips and gravy is always yeah. good. Oh, yeah. oh, there there because wet chips. What's wrong with wet chips? Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, okay. that's Let's why. Try this. Oh, that's try this. why. That's great, right? That is really good. It's unbelievably good. It's delicious, right? So it's not too no. hot. Oh, see, so do you like things hot? I yes, do. I like but this is the homemade hot sauce, roasted chilli hot sauce. So it's roasted Scotch bonnet hot sauce. How are you with heat, Makita? Are you... Yeah, I oh. love it. I gave myself gastritis once from drinking she too much chilli She collapsed in the street. <laughs> I, had to, I, had to take, I had to take her to the hospital. She collapsed in, she collapsed in the street and the doctor said, have you been eating a lot of chilli? And I went, I told you! Bloody chilli oil. So, yeah, I do. I love heat. So, were you drinking it medium? Yeah. No, I got Almost. really into it on everything, and then I was starting to eat it with a teaspoon, yeah. Yeah. OK. I've got a problem in that I live in a split, spice-tolerant household. So, oh, right. my girlfriend and her mum, they basically, they're, they're wimps. Right. <laughs> so, but I, ha I have to come down. There's no way they can come up to the no, to spice. No. So I end up having to sort of bland everything down, but I absolutely love it. But it's a tricky thing. So, yeah, I think the thing tricky. is to always put the spice on the side. Yeah, Because yeah, then yeah, everybody yeah, yeah. can do whatever the they want. Is, I, but I, for instance, I love Szechuanese food. I'm a huge mm -hmm. fan of that stuff, mm -hmm. like Szechuan peppercorns, mm -hmm. these sort of things. I love that tongue, numbing flavour. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it is, yeah. And that's just basically that's not, not possible. That. That's happening in your house. So growing up then, did you have takeaways much growing up? And what was your childhood and was it... No, we no. never had takeaways. I'm yeah. thinking about it now. No, what we did is... Um, my mum was, like, making the food, so we didn't mm. really... Like, for instance, my mum... Also, we didn't have any money. Yeah, we didn't yeah. have any money. We were really skinned. <laughs> Takeaways are quite expensive. Of course, yeah, I mean, yeah, we'd yeah. go to the chip shop. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> There's a chip shop down the end of my road, and that's my Oh, no, I'm... I know where we used to go when I had some money. Road Cicero Oh, yeah! <laughs> <laughs> Rotisserie Jules by my primary school in Notting Hill Gate. I saw the only one that's ever been in London. And do you remember Rotisserie Jules? Jules? Was it like okay. a chain? Yeah, it like, so yeah. there's like four things on the menu, and it's just rotisserie chickens, potato dauphinois, dauphinois right. potatoes, and then what was the green? 
Does it not exist anymore, Spudgy Like? No. no. There's one. There was one in Westfield. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Really weird. There was one in Westfield in Stratford. I was like, oh, my Who God, this is Spudgy Like. Midway through a shopping trip. Do you know yeah. what I fancy? A, a really yeah, heavy chocolate potato. potato. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, absolutely. Extra winter. butter. Damn right. Yeah, we did. <laughs> okay. Keep putting it in. Don't be shy, yeah. Karen. But, yeah, yeah. but my mum used to cook um, at the where my mum met my stepdad is a club in West London called The Globe, and Garfield used to run it, and mum was doing the food, mum made the chicken. So there was not really time for takeaway because mum was usually catering something. Mm. Yeah, There's just food true. everywhere, that's really. I, I didn't have any takeaways growing up either. Uh, about once a year, we go to a place called the Fat Fryer, which is a fish and chip place at the bottom of the road, and that was basically yeah. it. And I think that's why I've got this sort of fascination with it with now. Because when I got to, had my first job and I was like 21 or whatever it happens to be, after uni, I, was, I could actually afford occasionally to yeah. get something so it felt so exciting right this new world of stuff i was able to sort of try and all these things that i'd never really tried before because it's just yeah. not what i grew up around but as you are living with someone who is just you know is a professional cook i mean why would you yeah i suppose it completely makes sense i think i rebelled as well i think in my 20s i lived on a lot of takeaways <laughs> did, you? did you yeah i wasn't really cooking okay and um you used to get pasta takeaways from the calf oh my god that was good that carbonara from camden oh. <laughs> <laughs> not cooked with cream i hope because i've got a real issue with anyone who cooks carbonara with cream uh, no i don't think so they were they were proper it's, it was a really I, proper little you know on the, what's it's on the, the corner on parkway, parkway. Oh, but you know i went past yeah. the other day and i was like i wonder if they still do the carbonara to get extra sauce and extra cheese <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> we do the same. <laughs> the picture you're painting of your 20s sounds yeah. very uh, takeaway-based, fast food-based. Very carb-heavy. Very carb-heavy. Carb it doesn't sound like... Also, I've never heard in a, in a sort of top-class Italian restaurant someone say, can I get extra sauce? <laughs> 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 the sort of thing you yeah, say yeah, with. Yeah, with, yeah, with a cap. Yeah, with yeah, a cap. Yeah, cap. She's always cap. loved a cap. I have always loved a cap. A bit like Ipolici sort of vibe on Bethlehem. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Do you know, I remember finding out about cafs. Yeah. Right. Wow. I didn't know calves existed until I was about 16. Oh, my God. Really? I, no, because I grew up in Bury. There was only, like, two, and I'd never been down that road. <laughs> <laughs> I and I why. walked down the road, these two, and I was like, what's that? What's this place? And they went, it's a calf. I was going, what? I was like, what do you mean? They were going, you know, it's like a calf. I was like, what's a calf? I don't understand. Because my... Also, we have Caribbean families that lot... Like, my dad and, like, Garfield, my partner, said, they don't eat what they call outside food. Yeah. They only eat... Caribbean food. My mum and okay. dad weren't. My mum would cook okay. food from all over the place, but they just don't go. You didn't. We never used to go out for dinner and stuff. We didn't. They're called they big, trust food. It. Big, big food. food. Big food. Outside yeah. funny yeah, yeah, people yeah. food. Foreign also, food like, outside also food. I'm not being funny. They didn't trust a lot of English people in kitchens. They were a bit like. Also, like, this was England yeah. in the seventies. Was England in the seventies? And it wasn't like they were like the you know amazing. Oh, let's go to the you know wonderful high cafe. We're in Bury St Edmunds. It's the nineteen seventies. So I went into this place, this magical place with these people. <laughs> yeah. And we sat down, and I was like. Hang on a minute. 
are you telling me you can get a roast dinner every day? Yeah. yeah. And they were like, you could just order it. I was like, what? Wow. Yeah. How nobody told me about this before? <laughs> and mum, you must have been so excited about like, I was like, I'll take chip. roast chicken, yeah. roast potatoes and some extra gravy. Yeah. And they brought it to me <laughs> like that. And I blew, it blew my mind. So when you came to London, mm. did your food habits change? Did your cuisine change? Like what, was there anything in London that sort of started inspiring you that was outside of Caribbean? There used to be, <laughs> used to be on Ridley Road. There used to be this place called the Cowboy, and it was a it was a van, a, a food van that did baguettes with uh, sausages or bacon okay. and fried eggs <laughs> in the baguette. Mm. And I didn't have yeah. any money, so my cousins would send me to the Cowboy yeah. at four in the morning on the bike to go and get because everybody was stoned. I mean, let's just face yeah, it, yeah. it was the. It was, it was what was happening. Yeah. Real soon, and I didn't have any money, so I wanted a cowboy, obviously, because I had really bad munchies. And they went, that's, mean, that's literally you, the only time you want one of those. Cowboy, yeah, yeah. You have to go and get them. So I would go out on the bike down Ridley Road. We used to live on Southgate Road. I'd go, so weird. I'd go out down at Ridley, and there was the cowboy. It was like right opposite uh, where the Dawson train station is. Okay, yeah. And get like you know ten cowboys and bring them back in the bag. So Ridley Road. This is Ridley Road Market. Yeah, yeah. Which is not too far from here. Yeah, it's just the road. Yeah, Dawson. It hasn't, has it changed much since? Uh, you go past well, the road market and sometimes you think it hasn't changed, changed much. It's changed a bit. Well, yeah, but I mean, you, not that much. It's doing quite well. It's doing still. quite well considering what's I happened around about it, it, but yeah. I am worried about it as well. And I actually, really, from the bottom of my heart, would be a little bit at the end of my tether with Hackney if they homogenise and turn Ridley Road Market into what they are desperately trying to do at the outside. Market. I don't yeah. want them to do that. What, what do you think they're trying to do? To the, what's, uh, what's the... Get rid of all the independent stalls and just yeah. get stores. You know, yeah, just completely taking all the spirit mm. and, I don't know, heritage. It's a, it's yeah. a real yeah. part, it's like real heart of that part of town and without it, it really will feel very, very yes. different. Yeah, and yeah, yeah, yeah. and it's the same old story. People think that they, let's get rid of that, let's get rid of that. And then they realize that the area is not what they moved to it. Like it won't be the same yeah. yes. if yeah, that yeah. market goes yeah. really full stop. It, it's the same with Brixton market. I lived in Brixton yeah. for eight years. Yeah. And when I moved there first, cause my uncle lived there for 30 years. Yeah. And the Indian family were all very close. Yeah. And Brixton market was basically, I'd say there was about maybe 10 or 12 retailers in the market yeah. that were all selling suitcases. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. Suitcases and, like, you know, clothes hangers I and stuff. I love those right? places. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Don't yeah. forget the doilies. Yeah, and the doilies. Like, <laughs> big on doilies. Big on doilies, like all of that. Now there's one of them. Yeah, I see. And that's not going to last very long. I just, I don't, yeah. I can't bear it. I literally can't bear it. And that's the culture. That's the yeah, character the, of the place. The other day we went to Ridley on her birthday. And there were people coming here for dinner. A couple of people were coming over for lunch. And I was like, I need some new doilies. Okay. I had to go to three shops. I was like, I've got the doilies. He said, no. I was like, what do you mean? By Where? the time we went to the third pound shop, there was no doilies. My mum was like, what is going on in the area? to kick off. Yeah. And we got to the third one. He went, yeah, I've got doilies. I was like, oh, good. Yeah. You're lucky. I don't need to go to prison now. Because I, like, <laughs> I, yeah, gonna... now, now I don't have to go to jail. Because I was about to kick off. What are you in right? for? I killed a man because he didn't I have doilies. killed a man because he didn't have doilies. But I have to say, it's like, it's not just about a doily. It starts no, with doilies. No, it starts with doilies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then suddenly there's no bossman shop. I mean, you know, yeah. I was in... Uh, this is a really mean It's story, a gateway problem, the doily. I was in the market, <laughs> this was last year, and it was just very funny, and everybody was laughing, because there was a, this girl, she's a perfectly nice girl, but she was buying a mango from this man, and everybody was trying to buy some, mango, some fruit off the guy, and she was like... He was like, what would you like? She said, I'd like a mango. And he was like... <laughs> and she went... 
I had a lot of mango. I was in India my gap year. I was having mango every day. I mean, they're just delicious. I was in it. Where are your, where are your family from? No. And, he was asking, and the guy's looking at like, what? Yeah, yeah. And it's like me and three other women trying to wait <laughs> <laughs> to, to buy the mango and come out of the way. Yeah. Nobody cares about your gap year. Also, but going to say one thing, there's, there's only actually one mango, which is the Alfonso mango. No point getting any other yeah, fucking mangoes. Yeah, don't buy any So what's the point of eating mangoes all year? Right? Yeah, I don't know what you're doing. Sweet is mango small season. Is the Alfonso thing. mango? Is that it's the best mango. There is some debate. Yeah, okay. But yeah, I'm on the yeah, Alfonso I, team. I really wish I wish to regret not naming my son Alfonso Mango. It's quite <laughs> nice. <laughs> my, the, my, time, my, fruit, my fruit fascination. <laughs> Who is buying a full watermelon and how are they getting it home? That's I, the thing I, that I, I find. Buy, I will buy yes. Do you roll it home? I will buy a full watermelon. Do you? You're the person. As you lots of things with it. I mean, I, I pick, love watermelon, I but I buy in a segment. Yeah, pickle it, pickle it, it. You can pickle the rind. Oh, you can pick, oh see? Yeah. See okay, well. I'm listening. Put it in salads. Yeah. Put it in salads. You can make dressings with it, make watermelon juice. You can pickle the rind. You can pickle the flesh. You can have it with feta. You can do all... You've you got to get the thing it. home. That's the problem. And it's the size yeah, of a baby. Yeah, you're chucking back the car, the car. I don't drive. I fail yeah. five times. That's five. a problem. Five Mickey, yeah, more than you. How many times? These people. But have you passed? No, no. Oh, great. <laughs> I took the test before I was ready. Okay. And then also, we, the first time I tried to drive was when we went on this. Uh, we did a TV show all around Southeast Asia for the BBC. Yeah. And we were going on a car rally. Oh, yeah. And they were yeah, like, yeah. can Mickey, you drive? I was like, no. So they were like, OK, you need to learn. So I was learning with this, like, you don't Pressure. have much time. Mm. You have to pass first time. I was like, you're kidding me. Wow. So that was a really hard way to learn. Then I didn't pass, and Mum had still the drive. Really? But then also, when we got there, yeah. I realised I wouldn't have let her drive anyway because it was really scary. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Thailand was okay. Vietnam New driver on the Vietnam was okay. Roads. No, Cambodia. Cambodia, they drive at you on the wrong side of the road at night with the lights off. And you just are you sure get you weren't the on the wrong side of the road? <laughs> no, I wasn't. Honestly, I had that problem in France. I was doing ten hours a day. I was doing, we won the endurance Buddha prize. Did you? Yeah, we did yeah. actually. Five from, hours, so from five where hours. to where? Sorry. From, from Thailand, Thailand to, to Vietnam to Ho Chi Minh, Ho Chi Minh City. Oh, so that's amazing. a lot of snacks you got for that drive. Oh yeah, oh, we had big we snacks. Got what really kind snacky. of snacks were you doing? Well, was snack game? the best snack we found was uh, a woman on the side oh, of the God, road those of, of like oh, a, a I guess their version of like a little chef, it but was like, just yeah. not. But it's yeah. like a family. <laughs> thing. I think we were in Vietnam. Yeah, yeah. And they were these like buttermilk coconut pancakes. Coconut pancakes. Oh, but they yes. were like. <laughs> but they had. They were like. You know those, big smile on his you know face. those little round level. Danish pancakes? Yes, yeah, yeah, they yeah. They were yeah. like oh, yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. But they were made with coconut milk. Yeah. And they were oh. the most. We literally had them. We were like, what is this? What is this mess? What is happening in my face? <laughs> it was what amazing. Is happening in my to face. To the point where it was like 50 degrees and we took 20 of them and stuck them in a sweaty bag. Like, yeah. in the yeah. back we of the like, car. Like, they're not going to be nice. We were like, not <laughs> don't care anymore. So, Makita, I'm going to tell you something which is probably make you feel better about the way you failed your driving test. Now, this is awful and I can't believe I'm saying it in polite company. One of my driving tests, I failed because I had food poisoning and the emergency stop made me shit myself. Oh, my God! <laughs> well, I don't oh know if God. that's on the form, oh is it? I mean, God. what did they take? It's a, it's a major. What did they take? That's called an allergic incontinence, by the way. Yeah, well, the emergency stop made you shit yourself. Did you, well, why did you not tell Why didn't you just pretend you hadn't? But not, to be honest, my mind went problem? after that. It was kind of, yeah, yeah, yeah. there was... It, he, he didn't <laughs> tick a box that said you shit yourself. <laughs> But after it's hard but to stay in the game. Knew. Yeah, yeah. We knew I something was feel, up. No amount of winding better. down the windows is going to change that. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, on to the next course. <laughs> 
you, Tom. I do feel better. So, well, yeah. what a story what to segue next? into next food. But right. let's, let's move through the meal. What's, uh, what would you um, like so to So now you need the breads or the sweet potato, or the sweet yeah. potato roti. Okay. Because okay. really what you should do... Can you get the butter dish, Keith? I did, it's here. And talking of oh. carb stuff, there's, there's mac and cheese. There's, there's a, a bit of mac and cheese. And the mac and cheese you always make with um, evaporated milk. I always think the mac and cheese is a bit of a... It feels like a weird addition. Oh, in, no, you have to have Caribbean food, Caribbean so food mac and cheese. I don't know, we just love so it. So what's up, yeah, so kind of what's up with that? I think it's the American thing. <laughs> yeah. Because people used to... You know, when I was a kid, I used to think that boxed macaroni cheese was oh, yeah. really glamorous. Yeah, yeah, That weird yellow stuff in a box. I oh, yes, that yeah, 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 yeah. that was glamorous. Um, I'm going to make you a chicken cocoa bread. Hang on, look. Oh, fantastic. Pass that knife, please. So you see, they're like, see, you can see it's like sort of quite moist in there. No, no, um, no. So this is delicious. the tamarind chicken. Yep. Uh, and we're putting it into the cocoa bread. Fantastic. Because, you know, why wouldn't you? As a, as a chef, do you yep. bother cooking for yourself? Uh, yes, normally on an evening, do you get, you just like, I can't be bothered. No, I make myself good food all the time. Cause she it, does, You yeah. may as well. Here, have some escovitch pickle in there. That'll Fantastic. Make you happy, I think that it takes just as long to make yourself something crap as it does to make yourself something nice. You may as well make yourself something nice. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Why yeah. would you eat rubbish if you can eat something nice? I don't really understand the... You could put a bit of slaw in there as well if you fancied it. And yeah. you've, you've worked and, you know, you've, you've met, you've worked with some serious... Some seriously big chefs. Is there anything that you like that, that you would have taken from, like, say, traditional French cuisine or whatever? And and have you ever been tempted to incorporate stuff, or have you always been quite a purist with with Caribbean? I'm not. I mean, I I am not trained in like French cooking, yeah. like you know, fancy French cooking at all, or Italian traditions, mm. or any of those things. I'm a completely self-taught cook, mm. anyway. I think that magic does yeah. happen when you bring the best things of every cuisine mm. together. Do you know what I mean? Like, so on, on Great British Menu, when oh, you get so a chef... This is so good, by the way, sorry. With the estimates. It's really nice. Yeah, it's, it's just unbelievable. And really the coleslaw, the, I love that. green sauce, it's nice. You see, because I have a thing, I don't like coleslaw because I don't like too much mayonnaise-y mm. gloop. Yes, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So we use a lot of lime and it's the more like a vinaigrette. So, yeah, to bring some acidity on there as it's well. really, really works. I mean. So, like, one of my... There's a chef called Kim Ratcher-Rowan who was on this... Um, series of Great British Menu. I think her family are Thai heritage and she uh, she cooks with Gordon Ramsay. She brings together traditional French classicism and Thai classicism and those two things, you know, it's just a magical, incredible thing. Yeah. So her, the level that she's cooking at is quite exceptional and quite amazing and I do think that that is a, is a thing of great beauty when you bring those things together. We do bring in other flavours, like you said, the aubergine tastes quite Asian, so if you know there's things that we love, we will bring them in and incorporate them how we like. That is Categorically the best mac and cheese I've ever had. Whoa. And it's cold as well. You wait yeah. it's Unbelievable. Hot, the flavour, just so much yeah. depth to it. Yeah, yeah, you, you lo there's a lot of cheese. It's amazing. <laughs> You've got to put low don't be shy on the cheese and you need to use evaporated milk as well as um as well as cow's milk. It's a very important thing. So during lockdown, uh you did these brilliant videos called What's What's for Dinner Money. Oh, They're yeah. so much fun. It's it, yeah, just it's great. Thank I love you. it. I love the music and just the sort of like it's just so silly <laughs> and you. it's just great. So how did that come about? What's what's the uh... well? We were um, obviously I live on the same park as Mum, <laughs> and when lockdown first started, I just came straight here. We just and became we, one house. Yeah, and then we just you know we did what everyone did. We were just like hermitized, and then um, as we said, Mum doesn't really ever not. I mean, at that point, she was like, right, let's go in, let's make some nice food. Yeah, yeah. And um, I was bored and just started filming her, 
And then one day she was just like, let's call it What's for Dinner, Mommy? And I was like, oh my God, no. That's so bad. Yeah, yeah. But then, and I, I insisted. But it was really, it's, it's interesting because we've talked about it a lot recently and actually, because we're going to be doing more. It, it's quite a, a question that really speaks to a lot of things. And at that time, yeah. a lot of people weren't with their mums. And yeah, I was very yeah. lucky to be. And I think it was the most, mm. the only familiar question of the day. It was, um, you know, what is this virus? But at the end of the day, what's for dinner, mommy? Yeah. And yeah, that just yeah, kind of brought yeah, yeah, it yeah, back yeah, a bit so every true. time. Oh, but food we didn't and drink realize, has been such an important we thing. We didn't realise when we were doing it that it had that much, that there was there were other levels to it. We were just no. literally bored in the kitchen. Yeah, was like, you have to say it. And I made her say it and then we just couldn't But I think laughing. it became a real, like, guiding light for us throughout the whole yeah. lockdown process. We suddenly realised as well, it was like what we call it accidental politics. Do you know what I mean? Mm. And it was like... People have all these weird ideas about how different cultures and they live in different ways. It's like people are just people. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And it's really good to show, you know, black kind of family life, family yeah. life, right. just as this thing that goes on, like everybody else's family just goes on. You yes. know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. We're not sitting in at home having deep philosophical chats yeah. every five minutes. People are like, we're dancing, around, we're, yeah, we're, <laughs> we're dancing around frying some fish and doing whatever it that's is that great. people do. Do you know what I mean? On which, I saw the Seabream one earlier. Oh, yes, that's um, nice. The one thing that blows my mind, do you... Does this sort of blow your mind as well, Makita? The fact you can just go, okay, we need this amount of spice, we need that amount, you'll just spoon it. And it's like, I'm so, I'm constantly, I'll spoon it out. Then I'll turn to my girlfriend and go, is this actually a tablespoon I'm holding? And she'll go, right. yeah, that's a tablespoon. <laughs> and I'm never trying, and then I'll gingerly put it in. But you're just like, scoop, 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 yeah. you know. And you're not checking anything, it's just all... And I think I've learned that from her as well, because I would never measure when I cook, and that's really? because mum never really has. And I think it creates a different kind of energy in the mm. food, because it, you've got... Interesting. A tr it's your instinct. Mm. Like, I think a bit of this and a little bit of that and about that much of that, it comes from a different place. So and... you cook similarly like that, then, do you? Yeah. Are, do, you yeah. do you cook your... I do cook, yeah. yeah I really... You do now? I do now. I didn't for a long time. I told you about the 20s. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and all these great flats, all these massive kitchens, mum, that I didn't use. I know. Um, but... Um, <laughs> But now I, I guess I do cook, and uh, I love I, I love mashed potatoes. Obviously, okay, yeah. <laughs> no, I like to make a dal, and I really uh, from I've learned from mum how to make a banging compote. Do you find that inevitably it never tastes as good as how your mother Mom's makes food. it? Yeah, yeah, big because time. I learned from my mum how to make Indian food, and she learned from her mother, and my grandmother lived with me basically all my life. Right. So she taught me how to cook Indian food, wow, nice. and I followed it. Like down to the teeth. Wow. Yeah. And never, it still but never can you do You know what they call that, that in the taste. Caribbean? They call that your hand. So it's like your mm. touch. Yes. Uh, so they go, I love your hand. And what they mean is, I love the way you create that mm. food. And nobody else can. It's can weird that. Have your hand in the way Talking, that you're yeah. Talking of hands, my grandmother's hands were so like tough. Grandma's yeah, hands. like she so with chapatis and rotis, which yeah. she would, she'd put the flame, the burner on. And she would just be And she'd just do that with it. <gasps> and they'd always inflate. Yeah. And I would the hands on the chair. <laughs> <laughs> she would just be like... Just be like that, and they'd, always, and they'd go up, and then she'd nice. tap them, and they'd come out. Oh I've God. tried to do that, and it no, is not no. a good thing. Yeah. <laughs> it's absolutely not possible. So that's her hand. Yeah. That's her hand. That's her, that's her, hand. Hand. That's her hand. That's her hand. Do you find that there's sometimes food is a way of bringing people together. It's absolutely. Who might have different opinions Absol and Absolutely. Different stuff. I, think, I think always. I mean, to me, it's the well, great leveller. different leveler. generations. It's, it's the great leveller, you know, because yeah. 
you know, that's why they, you know, that's why the phrase breaking bread exists. What I call it, you know, there's food and there's music, breaking bread and the drum. <laughs> these, are the, yeah, yeah, yeah. these are the two things that human beings started with communicating. Yeah. You know, you, that's why you offer people food. You, people move in, you bring them something to eat. It's yeah. because it, it breaks down barriers. It's nourishment, it's love. Mm. It's a little, it's a little off heart offering for me it's to care, you. It? Yeah, that's yeah. why I'm, I'm like, oh my God, it's so cold. It's really upsetting me. It's and well, I know you're fine, great. but for me, yeah. you know, if I'm going to feed you, I want you to have piping on. I want it to be exactly right because yeah. I want it to be how I want but it normally to... you don't sort of record a podcast midway through a meal. <laughs> so <it's> like... <laughs> we were like, we just got to show love in any way, and that is how my mum shows love through food. Right. Well, I suppose yeah, that's really interesting, and the ability to sort of supposed to feed a community stomach yes. as well at a point um, where people are really yeah. struggling. I, I get it. Of... We hadn't thought of that either. I just was like, I need to do something, giving love to the community around mm. us. But we were also, as a family, surviving this thing and evolving through it, and turning our ideas into actual tangible realities within all this. So it's a very galvanizing year and now that the world is slightly different that mentality has stayed with us in everything we're doing and we really are just no, not so many words now and a lot of action so in the kitchen what kind of and then probably at home as well mm. are, are you you know a shouty chef you're a sort of no not at all i won't have it i won't have it okay. have it no no we don't want bad food. even you wouldn't shout in the kitchen no i don't have shouting in the kitchen what's that fucking look she doesn't shout <laughs> she doesn't really <laughs> want me in there sure. what's that look she, you don't shout but you don't want me in there no i'm not talking about you <laughs> <laughs> The chefs can stay. Chefs can stay. Yeah, you can yeah. do one. Yeah. Well, on that, I mean, <laughs> uh, let's say we have two people. It, hang on, hang on, hang on. Yeah, hang on of course. <laughs> Please don't shout at me. Hang on, just one minute. Uh, it's not true that I don't want you in there. You always say that. Me what you and don't God like, always in no, your way. What in you the hate, kitchen. what you hate, is that I know more about something than you do. No, that's yeah. not true. <laughs> What, okay, what, what do you, I, I'm just gonna spoke, the, poke this vibe a bit more. Yeah. What <laughs> so what do you think that Makita thinks that she knows more of than, than you do? Oh, or generally in life. Generally, is it generally? In, oh, is it, um, is... About being tidy and about <laughs> fashion nice. style. They look at organised. Oh, <laughs> no, I'm not even using the right word. Tidy is not the right word. Organised. Oh, okay. Or I like to call it really anal. I'm a okay. more of an organised person. And She's got the thing is, coordinated clothes. It's funny. In my yeah. clothes, I'm like this. And in the kitchen, my mum's like this. Yes. She okay. likes things the way she oh, okay. likes them and it's her world. But yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I'm very organised. That's very clothes. interesting that you, you just said you're like that in your in the boardroom, lying like that in the kitchen. I hadn't thought about it. Right? That, that is very true. That's Thank you. So, so that's just... it. I just have an order in the kitchen. Okay, interesting. And things need to be done in a particular type of way because they, I like things done properly. Well, I suppose you've, you've sort of assigned your own domains. Yes. Like that's I'm, your domain. Yeah. And I like things done properly in the kitchen. And, but uh, in, in the work kitchen, we don't, I, won't have, I won't let people shout so, at all. Yeah. We don't shout in the kitchen at home. Because, for instance, let's say I'm cooking for two or three friends at home. Oh, I'm doing huge, more. huge number. I'm doing two or three dishes, mm -hmm. and I'm already panicking, basically. How, how are you <laughs> managing to spin... All right. How are you spinning the plates of 50 people waiting? This is, this is this happening. I just How you can get you your mind into it? you just got to start early enough. you just got to start early enough. Like, okay. if, if it's Christmas, I start cooking, like, four days before. But I mean more when you're running the kitchen here for for uh, oh, like in well, the restaurant, yeah, not exactly, service. yeah, yeah. 
Well, you just get used to it. Okay, yeah. You get used to it and you get in a flow. And also, all 50 tables don't come in at the same time. You're doing, okay. you know, you're working four, three, or four tickets at, at, the at a time, or five tickets at a time, or whatever. Yes. And you have, you know, have different stations. So somebody's on the, you know, side, someone's on the curry, someone's on the. Okay. But I have to say, I think that's why I love directing the, all these What's for Dinner Mummies where we show this process, because I think there is a lot of stuff that people don't know. Like, service is intense. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I showed it on MasterChef. No one really knew what service was like. It is, yeah. and it's that intense. Completely. And actually, you, I see them all have these meetings, and we lead up to these ma amazing restaurants that my parents open. But when it's moving and it's going good, it's like a dance. It it's is like, amazing. Yeah. It's like yeah. a gig, yeah. and I, you know, and I come from music. Yes, of and course. I come yeah, from, yeah. So there is, there is a sort of performative element yeah. to it's really it, interesting. which I respond to, and at the end of it, it does feel like the end of a gig. Yeah, and everything's well, running out there nice. There's a rhythm to it. There's absolutely a rhythm to it, and that's why who you cook with is really yeah. important. Because I always uh, timing is a problem with me. If I like make a roast, it'll sort of emerge like tapas throughout the day. It'll be like carrots will be ready, and then <laughs> chicken will be ready about two <laughs> hours later. Then suddenly the potatoes yeah. will emerge. But it, there's no consistent. Oh, this is all coming out at the right, the same point. <laughs> One, one thing, obviously, which is particular to this meal, yes. and I wonder if this is going to be one of the things that comes out of lockdown, is meal kits seems to be a big thing. Yeah. People who finish the meal... So this, yeah. this will be sent, is that right? And yeah, you these, basically... yeah, these are, so these are actually the last feasting boxes that we're doing. This is the Nyamital box. Yeah. Nyam meaning to eat in um, Caribbean parlance. Okay. Um, so we do an Ital box as well, which is the vegan version. Ital is like the old dread Rasta way okay. of cooking, which is essentially vegan food. Yes. So they've been eating vegan in the Caribbean for... Years and years and years yeah, and years, yeah, yeah. And years so, but they call it ITAL. The thing about barbecue culture, we, um, this is not an advert for them, but we work with Weber. Yeah. And one of the things that they want to do, which I love, the reason, because there's loads of people who want to work with you and do all this stuff, and you're like, no, that's awful. But I really like this thing. We've been having this conversation about changing English barbecue culture. So that it's not just really terrible yeah. burnt sausages and weird yeah. salmonella chicken. Please don't kill me with your chicken. Yeah, yeah. Um, so to get people sort of learning how to cook over the embers and to use the edges of the the edges of the barbecue and to cook yeah, a bit yeah, more yeah, slowly. Yeah. You can slow cook on the barbecue. It doesn't have to be so fast. Yes. You don't cook in the flame. You cook in the glowing coals or if you use a gas one. I mean, there's brilliant gas. You just turn it down. People are so purist and weird about barbecues. I've got a whole bunch of gas barbecues and I've got these smoker boxes. Okay. So in the smoker boxes I can put um, spices. Oh, that's so wow. So I put star anise really cool. and cinnamon and so peppercorns smoke the and juniper. Through your meat, and that's, that will smoke up and heat up and that will if, um, perfume and aromat the fish or the wow. meat or the vegetables on the barbecue. Also, uh, I'm not a big fan of the hickory or the oak because I think that's very overpowering. So we use cherry wood and apple wood and different woods to cook with wow. because um, the, the impact is very different. I think hickory is really acrid. You know, you get that oak yeah. smoke. It's a bit like... Hickory is like the standard American barbecue yeah, and I don't like it. taste. Like I don't that, like yeah. it. I don't, you can't no. taste anything. It's just, you I sort of. Know you were in charge of the woods. <laughs> yes, wow. the I think of the wow. detail. All the details. You come home and your kitchen table will be gone. Yeah. <laughs> It'll be <laughs> one leg left. Very well with the fish that we're done yeah. with. 
I just, it's it's all about <laughs> the devil is in the detail. Every right. little part of it is really important. It's like building blocks. You start, a, what are you cooking with? What yeah. are you cooking it on? And you start from there. And then how are you seasoning? How are you preparing? Whatever it is. And how long is that going to happen? And then the actual cooking methodology and then the resting or whatever. And then the delivery. So it's like a little journey. It's like a little story. Each thing has a little story. Like the rotis have to sit for a late enough time for the glutens to develop and then yeah. you roll it and yeah. all of that. These have got sweet potato in them, do you know what I mean? The curry goat has to sit, the chocolate has to go in right at the very last moment because otherwise it it gets, it's too bitter. So you put it at the end and it goes silky. You know, there's all, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's all about I, I, timing. I suppose you get, you must get, when the amount of love and care that goes into just creating a food before it's actually cooked. Yeah. That it can be quite disappointing if someone then doesn't do it properly. Yes. You know what I mean? So yes. you kind of want to teach people, or at least get yeah. people yes. to know how to do because then they will then experience it the way it should be. Yeah, and, and also just to have, make a little happy moment for themselves. Food should yeah. make you happy. Yeah. Totally. So it's like sharing that with mm. other people you know that's the thing that makes me happy 100 sharing that with other people and, and and getting people to have as much fun as we do basically yeah. it's really that simple well this food has just been it's just amazing Amazing. it's just absolutely well, delicious I'm glad you like it this will be delivered nationwide as will the barbecue kit these were all it... delivered nationwide absolutely will the barbecue kit be yes yes, yes 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 i mean and you know that's what the industry has been incredible in terms of innovating and finding new ways to get food to people and to, yeah. to you know and I, I'm, I'm so impressed with you know people like Lisa Goodwin Allen Tommy Banks yeah. and all the people that are, you know Simon um, Rogan and all these brilliant people came up with these ideas and ways to get their food out across the country there's been some really cool things like there's a guy called a thing called Willie's Pies have you heard of oh, that yeah. who's started sort of delivering just he worked in various sort of oh, Michelin yes, style restaurants yeah. so and he now just what? makes pies? like makes 100 pies or something every yeah. week and, it's and like then at 12 o'clock on a Sunday, yeah. they go live, and at 12.01, they've all gone, basically. Yeah. When we had the um, Jack Dorn story, we had the pub up the road, the restaurant in the pub up the road, and we used to do, for Sunday lunch, You, will, you I know that you're going to both Yeah, you are going to die. We used to do uh, £3 extra on the roast, and you would get a feasting dinner. Right. Which meant that you got unlimited... Yes, you heard it right. <laughs> <laughs> unlimited roast potatoes, yeah. Yorkshire puddings, oh. and gravy. There's yeah. no, well, no, who's three not quid. paying out to three quid? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. What, you know he's not, you know he's not. Some dickheads. Some dickheads. Actually, I'm all right. Actually, I'm all right on extra gravy. Whatever, yeah. mate. Yeah. I don't want get extra get potatoes. I think my mum's used being a restaurateur. I think she's used that as a way to sort of... Um, I don't know, put into real life all the things she wants as a diner. So yes. we always want extra gravy. We always want, we're like, Absolutely. why can't you get extra potatoes? And my mum and I love like sauces that come in little jugs. I couldn't agree more. I love a little jug. And you know, you're right, because that came about because about a month before we opened there, we went for a roast some pub and I said, can I get some extra gravy? And they said, no. Oh, come on. Which made me really pissed off. And yeah. I said, why not? And they said, because the chef has measured it. And I said, tell the chef. To measure it. To measure it. I've got a measurement for him, yeah? yeah. I was so annoyed. I was like, who the fuck measures gravy? And why haven't you made extra? I just remember being furious yeah, and going, yeah, yeah, yeah. when I mean, we open, we'll, there will be vats of gravy. <laughs> yeah. And I would, you know, treat my word. And the worst thing is not having enough. If it's oh, you're waiting for it, it turns out, oh, a meal is not enough. enough. Yeah. I mean, God, it's like you can have it tomorrow for lunch. Well, What's I always say I have it tomorrow for lunch. Well, then you don't. And then it's in there. And then five <laughs> days later, you're like, oh, there's those noodles. <laughs> 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 don't want them now. Peeking out behind the ketchup.
All right, mate. <laughs> so like, but by the third day, you've opened the fridge. They're still there. You should get rid of them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But because you can't admit that you overordered. <laughs> yeah. That's why. Right. <laughs> <laughs> the only ones, the only ones I will bin are the ones that if I see it the next day, I will hate myself. <laughs> so if it's like really big chicken balls or something like that, I go. That has to go for yeah, my own yeah, sense yeah, of self worth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. things that can't. You can't wake up with old fried chicken around. Yeah, no, yeah, no, no, no. That needs to be hidden. Burgers, yeah, old burgers. No. What was your favourite then? So my favourite was, I, I, I have to say, it probably was the goat curry the and the chicken. I, I, but I, I, lo- I loved it all. I loved this coleslaw cut through the chicken so beautifully. Everything was just... Like mac and cheese. Is, it's all amazing. Mac and cheese is your favourite. It was all amazing. This was very, very the good. The Escovitch pickle. Yeah, I love a bit of Escovitch pickle. It's quite interesting, <laughs> right? Because oh, there are just different ways to be brilliant in yeah. the kitchen. And I'm aware <laughs> that in what they call classic French kitchens, I mean... I, I, I do take issue with that term right, because okay. all ki- there's classicism from all culture. Because yeah, yeah. they go classic cooking, and I always go classic French cooking because there's classic Italian cooking, yeah, there's yeah. classic African cooking, yeah, yeah, there's yeah. classic a- Asian, Indian, you know, there's, there's classicism yeah. from all over mm. the world. But there is a sort of cultural arrogance about old, dead French white man cooking, yeah, basically. 100%. And, you know, it's good cooking. Everything's still a it's sort of It's good cooking. I'm a big fan, but yeah. it's not the only way to be British. Brilliant. Yeah. And I think yeah. one of the things that's happening in the British um, food industry at the moment is that things are really opening up yeah. um, through the necessity, through necessity, and also through desire from the British palate, because yeah. we are everyone. You yeah. know, look at look at this around this table right now. We are all British people yeah. with several different shades. But you know, in, in in terms of in terms of what British being British means, it just means everything. It's everybody from everywhere. We're a yeah. multicultural society, and I think that our food is starting to reflect that at all at, top, at the top end of the spectrum, right down to takeaways. There are many many ways to be brilliant. There are many many cultures and flavours that are breaking through. And to me, it's all classicism. Just make it taste good. Yeah, yeah, make yeah. It, make it look pretty. <laughs> yes, and yeah, I'm yeah, happy, yeah. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? It's completely right. Wow, completely I mean, right. this has been... This um, is amazing. Amazing. Me. Yeah, just oh, what a so delight. Thank you yeah. so much. Uh, it's been a pleasure yeah, having you. Yeah, thank you for coming to visit. Yeah, Look at me trying you. to tie up the interview like it's mine. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> thank you. Loved We've it. got two experienced broadcasters here. Yeah, I think they're the ones who should they be tying up the interview. Yeah. No, thank you so much. It's been an absolute joy, it's and you're both great. lovely, lovely people, and this is great food. So thank, thank you. you. Winner. That was the amazing Andy and Makita Oliver. I mean, I absolutely Love loved that uh, curry goat dish with, with the chocolate. So if you have oh. any unlikely ingredient combinations, please send hmm. them in. We'd love to hear them. Don't, no, don't, don't, don't literally send in the ingredient combinations. <laughs> Email us about them. <laughs> <laughs> don't send us sort of chickpeas and, and cinnamon in the post. <laughs> we just want you to write about Chickpeas and cinnamon it. is an absolutely lovely combination, Graeme. Actually, that's an absolute winner. It really is. It really, and, and if people want to do that, if they want to get in contact and tell us about their weird combinations or their weird stories or anything that's kind of come up in the show they want to talk about, here's how. You can follow us on Insta on My Favourite Takeaway Podcast, on Twitter on Fav Takeaway Pod, or email us hello at myfavouritetakeawaypodcast.com. Right, uh, that's it for this week. Thank you so much for joining us. Um, 
If you've enjoyed the show, please do subscribe. Um, leave us a review on iTunes or wherever you um, pick up your podcast and spread the word. Um, we want as many people to hear this as possible because we love making it. Uh, next week, we have Ed Gamble, uh, who is a brilliant friend and the host of a... Well, I don't know. Some sort of podcast, some food thing. Some podcast we've not heard of or been inspired by at all. Knocking around, isn't it? Anyway, can't wait to see Ed. Uh, he's a joy, always. See you next week. Bye. Bye. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app. You can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with Code Program for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code Program.